0: At Luckylandslots.com. Available to players in the US, excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW group, Void were
1: prohibited by law. 18 plus turns and conditions apply.
0: I'm so excited to tell you JC JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.
1: We'd like to formally welcome you to the rest home of Old Joe. Welcome to
2: Bidenville, everyone.
0: All men and women created by, go, you know the the thing. My mind's going blank now. Uh, um, what am I doing here? Whether or not there were, there's a man on the moon, or whatever, you know, something, or, you know, whether those aliens are here or not. What, What, I can't remember it, anyway. I'd ride every day, i I commuted, Every single day for 36 years as president, vice president of the United States, a lot of the folks in Amtrak became my family. Not a joke. Last night I was on the television, on uh, television. I was on the telephone. I'm not, I'm not supposed to take any questions, but go ahead. I want to thank uh, that fellow down under. Thank you very much, Bob. Appreciate it, Mr. Prime Minister. For Secretary of Health and Education, I nominated Javier Baccaria. All kidding aside, of course, President Harris is a proud Howard alum. Let's go, Brandon. (laughs) I agree. I got the
2: $1.9 trillion relief (laughs) so far. And now, to give you a tour of Bidenville before your
1: extended stay, here's John and Ken.
2: John Cobalt and Ken Shampo, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app.
1: Well, Welcome. To to uh, Bidenville. It's a pleasant afternoon, and uh, we have some new audio of the president. In fact, uh, one is from today. We just mentioned it last hour. For the first time publicly, he did say that Vladimir Putin, the Russian president, is a war criminal. Yeah. He had, he had to think about
2: it for a little bit. Had yes. to take a short walk and then come back and readdress the matter. This was uh, Fox News' Jackie Heinrichs, who uh, approached Biden with the question... And he gives one answer, then walks away, and on his own turns around and comes back and gives a, uh, a clarification.
0: Mr. President, after everything we've seen, are you ready to call for an award criminal? No. Are you going to meet with other
1: people? No. And walks away. Award criminal, sir. Turns around. I think he is a war criminal. Oh. But did you hear the no part? It was tough that audio is tough. Yeah, too. play play it again. Mr. I, <laughs> you know. No.
0: Oh I
1: think he is a war
0: criminal.
1: So kind of like says, No, I think he is a war criminal. Like he was changing the answer, but he, almost like he was saying, well, my first answer was, uh, of course, I think he's a war criminal. And, no, I think he's a war criminal. I don't know. Yeah. I couldn't tell how she asked the question. She asked it pretty basic, based based
2: on what he's, what he's done. I see. Uh, do you, do you, would you call him a war criminal? Something uh, along those lines was the question. We can get an exact transcript. But he clearly said no to an obvious question and then clearly changed his mind upon reflection. Now, maybe he misunderstood. Uh, or he couldn't hear well, or he's uh, completely batty.
1: Well, uh, the next clip deals with everything you need to know about this uh, progressive politics that pulls at the Democrat Party, why many Americans are just turned off. We just moved from one history month to another. This is Women's History Month. There's a picture of Kamala Harris. I had mentioned yesterday that she was at an event called the White House Equal Payday Summit. Oh wow. God. Yeah. This is Biden at some sort of Women's History Month event. And again, that's why we hate it. It's all about uh, gender and identity politics, racial politics, identity politics. You got to be part of the... I mean, they always like to say this, particularly when Trump was president. He'd do nothing but try to divide us. But that's what all this is about, dividing us all by tribes so that we point at the other and say, you're responsible for our situation in life. We are the victims. You have held us captive. That's exactly where this leads. It's horrible. Some of it, they think, is because, well, certain members of genders or racial groups have been underdogs. They have not been recognized. So this is a chance to make people proud and happy of who they are, but... I think it often has the other effect. It just divides people further by by squaring us off into tribes, into groups where we're probably doing that because we're aggrieved somehow. The victimhood syndrome. This clip is another reference to Vice President Kamala Harris. And I think this is a first. Let's listen. I've often said that America's strength is not just the example of our power,
0: but the power of our example. And I mean that. Look at, uh, I was going to say, lo- look at this stage, but that's enough, too. Look at the stage. <laughs> but there's been a little change in the arrangement of who's on the stage because of the First Lady's husband uh, contracting COVID. But uh, look at this room and what you see. That would seeing. be him. Pardon? Yeah. He's being corrected. He's being corrected. That's right. She's fine. You are the First Lady's husband. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> Together, the second lady, the first gentleman. How about
1: that? Wow. <laughs> yes, he actually referred to himself because he said the first lady's husband. That would right. be him. That would be right? him. The first lady's Jill Biden. He's Joe Biden. Right. So the first lady. He was husband... referring to the uh, the husband of Kamala Harris. Right. You know. Everybody, the whole the, crowd uh, cracked uh, up and right because it, it's it's he all had fun with it. Old man
2: bumbling around, everybody knows he's out of his mind, <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs>
0: That's not together.
1: <laughs> right? And and so yeah. I think he, he does he, he call him first gentleman because he's actually the second gentleman, Doug Emhoff. Does he say first gentleman there at the end? I don't know, play that again.
0: Stage because of the first lady's husband, uh. Contracting COVID, but uh, look at this room and what you see. Pardon? That's right. She's fine. It's me. That's not together. The second lady, the first
1: gentleman. How about that? No, because if we have a female president... We almost did Hillary Clinton twenty sixteen. Then that husband would be the first gentleman, right? But Doug Emhoff is the second gentleman because there, he's the vice president's husband. So he he like double. Uh, he did double up. misspoke. Yeah, because the there is no first gentleman right now. There never has been. But no. if we ever have a female president, we will have, and she's married, and she's married to a man. I guess he would be the. And who knows in the future? She might be married to a woman, right? What do you call Uh, that? I don't even try. Well, (laughs) who knows, right? (laughs) Nothing but trouble. It's a it's a complicated future, but we'll get through it somehow. (laughs) Uh, All right. We uh, we got more coming up. Oh, we got some good news to go through for a few minutes concerning the recall effort against uh, George Gascon, the L.A. County D.A. That's next. John and Ken KFI. John and Ken Show, John Cobell,
2: Ken Champo, KFI, 5 AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app.
1: Yeah, all right. Well, we're going to update you now on the effort to recall George Gascon from office as the L.A. County District Attorney. They did put out a uh, press release this afternoon, and uh, it's 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 fairly good news. I mean, they still have until July 6th to continue to collect Signatures on these petitions. By the way, I just mailed mine in over the weekend. I thought of it and I said, "Oh, because I had sent it in originally." One of the first effort that was stopped because they didn't raise enough money. They had a lot of volunteers and they had a lot of effort, but they didn't have enough money to get the uh, professional signature gatherers that they knew they would need eventually, because they have to raise s- nearly six hundred thousand signatures from registered Los Angeles County voters. That's ten percent of the total current registered voters. In the county. Uh, so they restarted uh, the effort uh, just a few months ago. And uh, I just remembered to download the petition and send it in. They've announced today that they have collected well over 125,000 of those signatures, saying that it's really picking up. Thousands are being turned in daily. The recall campaign has raised over three and a half million dollars. That is a lot of money. That is a that, lot of money. That is good. That that means they have a very good chance of getting this done with
2: that kind of money.
1: You and I you have, have you, looked you know, at campaigns to collect signatures a lot over the years, and we know it takes money, and we know that $3.5 is a pretty good total. Yeah, you
2: simply, no matter how great the idea is, if you don't have money for signature gathering, you will not get it on the ballot, even if there's a high percentage of people who uh, would uh, vote to, uh, to pass it. Right, uh, that doesn't matter. The popularity of it, the interest in it, doesn't matter. You have to have money to gather the signatures. That that's make or break. And uh, this uh, this is good. One hundred yeah. and twenty five thousand, three and a half million dollars. I mean, that, that's that's uh, that's everything you could hope for at this uh, at this point in the campaign. So he, you know, guess 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 going really. Uh, we'll see if his behavior changes at all. Uh, so far recall targets have not changed their behavior uh chessa has not uh in san francisco and we're going to get into his situation shortly uh mike Bo- mike bonin didn't change his behavior he just decided to basically quit the race
1: yeah yeah it, it's it's uh it's difficult to affect a recall but uh, particularly when you consider many people let alone voters not really following or aware of the Los Angeles County district attorney. No, but they're probably aware that crime's always in the news and <clears throat> that's a problem. And then what comes with that is coverage of this man's policies. If you just dig a little deeper, you'll find out that basically his mission is to send nobody to jail or prison. You know, and I,
2: I, I, I Back
1: dist- to release everybody, A district attorney should not be making controversial news every day.
2: That's not his job. He's to administrate the justice. They're supposed to examine the cases and apply the prosecutions to get the the bad guys in prison. He's a facilitator. He shouldn't be doing things that overrule the law that we've all generally agreed on. All the laws that he's refusing to follow were on the books for decades and decades and have been affirmed and reaffirmed by various legislatures. Doesn't matter who's been in power. Doesn't matter who the governor's been. It, it it's the people have said this is this is the way we want things run. And he's just dismantled the infrastructure of the district attorney's office. Now, when you get ninety-eight percent of the DAs who voted saying you ought to go, that shows you he's been he's been destructive.
1: He's a danger. Poison. How many other synonyms do you need? And again, we have that polling. It is from last July, but he already had some really high unfavorability ratings and more than sixty-one percent. Of L.A. County voters would support another candidate for D.A. compared to just 21 and a half percent that would continue to support Gascon, and that that James Tubbs, the fake transgender molesting
2: the 10-year-old girl in in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those cases that you, for after you hear it, you never forget it, and and that even caused Gascon to come out and uh, backtrack, and it's the only time he's done that. The only time on a specific case that he's come out and backtracked, but too late. So he knows he botched that one. He knows that's a killer case, and that's going to stick in people's heads. One of the things in the Chesapeake-Boudin situation is it looks as if people's opinions are locked in stone, and it doesn't look like there are any arguments that sways either side very much. So it's the same thing with Gascon. I don't think there's a campaign he has that's gonna change people's minds. All we have to do is get get the get the signatures on the ballot and then he's gone. That's now, what that's what Bonin found too. Bonin didn't just drop out by chance. They did their polling, they ran the counter arguments, it didn't work. At some point, you're a dead brand.
1: They believe that uh this could appear on the November ballot this year, because I kept thinking, Oh, by the time They get through the signatures and certify this. It may have to move to an election next year. But they're looking at the November 2022 ballot. Uh, We have congressional races. We have gruesome on the ballot this November. I mean, the turnout will probably be a little higher than if it was positioned at like a special election day. But that could be to the benefit of recalling Gascon because a lot of people are becoming daily aware of this man's horrible, horrible directives and what he's done to that office and it might be enough to uh, get people to vote him out. Uh, There was a couple of listeners who emailed this, and I cannot verify their stories, but they claim that there are signature gatherers out there. They have tables for recall signs for Gascon. Uh, However, when I read the small print, it was some other petition (laughs) about uh, Fox News and Trump uh, I have to see what he says. I've attached pictures of the petition. You can read it for yourself. Uh, this was outside of a, a grocery store. I told the managers. Uh, they said they knew about it, but they couldn't do anything about it. Uh, but this lister just wanted us to be aware. Yeah, it's that, the dir- uh, It's the dirty tricks. This always that, happens. That, yeah, right? I know. Yeah, I mean, oh, paid I'm- signature gatherers are, can be an ugly lot.
2: Yeah, uh, Bonin was doing that, too. He had his thugs and goons disrupting uh, signature gathering tables. It, it, it happens with every one of these things. Oh, Where but they there's ch- often a ch- bait and switch. You have to be careful. Yeah. Right, I know. Well, you got to read the damn
1: thing. They draw you in by yelling, a sign here, stop the gas tax. And then you walk over there and it's some loony it's, petition. It's like down with Fox News. Some okay. woke, dopey thing, right, <laughs> that you don't really yeah. understand. Because a lot of people hear, and they don't, they're not going to read all the fine no. print on the petition. And, 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 they're just like... Now, there should be something in bold letters that refers to the recall of George Gascon. You could spend a second, 30 seconds looking at that. Uh, I would advise you to do that. Always be on alert. The woke people play very dirty. And they don't mind getting violent either. So you, you'll, you'll, you just got to know that's part of the game. So well, you're also dealing with something else. Paid signature gatherers just want to get the signatures. So whether they're woke or non-woke, they're going to pull some tricks. Oh, to right. Get signatures on petitions, whatever they have to do to sell it to get you to sign oh, on the no, bottom line. That, that's true. But I'm saying there, there is, there, there are dirty tricks
2: being pulled by opponents. Right. Of, of uh, the recall or opponents of a particular referendum.
1: Right. We'll we'll be talking to Steve Cooley, the former Los Angeles County district attorney after the news at five o'clock. It'll give us the full update, but, uh, They're off to a pretty good start, although you consider it's going to be April soon. That'll only give them about three months, so uh, they got to get going on this. It's recalldageorgegascone.com, that's G-A-S-C-O-N, and you have to be an L.A. County registered voter to download and sign the petition and send it in. More coming up. John and Ken, KFI.
2: John and Ken Show, John Cobelt and Ken Shampo, KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app.
1: All right, the Moist Line is back day after tomorrow. I understand there's a lot of openings and haven't played the Moist Line for a couple of weeks, but uh, we're always uh, up for fresh calls. one moist 86 one 664 7886 And see if you hear yourself on the air during the 5 o'clock hour. Coming up day after tomorrow. We just mentioned that the recall effort against George Gascon, they just put out a press release. They've collected a significant number of signatures. There's still a long way to go, but they still have a couple of months. Coming up after 4 o'clock, well, if they can recall the DA of San Francisco, we can certainly recall the DA of Los Angeles County. Uh, A new uh, poll is out on the effort to recall Chesa Bowden, the San Francisco DA, and it's bad news for him. We'll be talking about it with one of the recall organizers coming up after the news at 4 o'clock. I mean, you consider that, a section of the people up there recalled those school board members. Remember that vote not too long ago. And uh, that was kind of a shock. And now if they recall the woke DA, that would be a, a significant uh, change for that city. Well, uh,
2: to return to normal civilization, we have to get rid of the woke people. The woke, ca- uh, woke DAs, the woke uh, school board members, the woke uh, you know city council members, the woke mayors. They have to go. They're not going to change their minds, and um, they can't be reasoned with. And they're ruining life. They're ruining life for the children. They're ruining life in neighborhoods. They're ruining our police protection. Their ideas are insane. And I'm beyond, like, debating insane people. There's just, you know, there's too many of them, and it doesn't do any good. So this is this is the best way to take some immediate action is we start making examples of a few of these people. Chesa Bodine out, Mike Bonin out, uh, Gascon out, and we'll just keep working our way through this mess until uh, all the uh, woke morons are gone, and then we'll get past this terrible chapter in, uh, in our
1: history. Well, the one we did not get rid of is in the news, and the one that loves the word equity, equity, that's Governor Dippity-Doo, Gavin Newsom. Remember a few months ago, he likes to do these photo ops where he goes to a scene. I think the one we were talking about is when he was trying to paint over graffiti on an overpass, working with a Caltrans crew. That's his new thing, is to dress down. He wants to look like Zelensky now.
2: And <laughs> the- you know who else was doing that? They had a picture of Emmanuel Macron, the uh, the Wiener uh, French president, yeah. and he was dressing like
1: Zelensky. He, oh, he's he was dressed the- By the way, Putin is using him like an idiot. He keeps going to Moscow to have talks. Yeah. He thinks he's making inroads, but instead he's probably appeasing. No,
2: I know. He's, he's an idiot. I mean, and you look at them, all right? They're all the same guy. Macron is Newsom, is Garcetti, is Pierre Trudeau. They're silly soy boys. They're not grown men. They don't have much of an intellect, any of them. And, and they're all about their image. So you know, Newsom spent quite a while before he went uh, to pack uh, Ukrainian supplies, picking out the just, just the right tight T-shirt to wear. He always shows up in these tight T-shirts to show off his physique. It, yeah. it, it really is a, a, it really is a like a disconcerting quirk. It's like, well, I'm going to do something manly now, and I'm going to show off my musculature.
1: Yeah, apparently Newsom showed up yesterday at a warehouse in Solano County. To help pack emergency relief supplies for Ukraine. I guess his consultants and campaign wizards got together and said, What can we do that would bring the media but's really relevant to people right now? I know. You'll help pack emergency relief supplies. Mm-hmm. You can sit there as a picture of him pushing a cart full of boxes. There's another of him. He's actually signing one of the cartons. From California with love, stay safe, more help is on the way. And he autographs it, Gavin. Gavin Newsom. Did he draw a little heart? I can't see the whole thing. Maybe still a smiley face?
2: It. Yeah, sure. A few weeks ago, uh, wasn't he painting over uh, uh, graffiti on yeah, an was overpass? the Caltrans overpass. Right. And then uh, before that, he was uh, picking up some of the garbage uh, left behind by the looters of the Union Pacific Railroad. Oh, that's right, railroad. the railroad tracks. Okay. Yeah, so I've... We've, had, we've had three of these in the last few weeks. Three of them. And it is it is it is orchestrated. And you know you know what this is? This is because he's really popular with women. Women make him the governor. Guys see through him. <laughs> women are entranced. I'm sorry, it's true. I know not all women, not every one of them, but it's a significant majority that he's got of women, and that's what will keep him in office. And so they think that the way To fool a woman is to show off a guy with a fit body, muscles, doing physical labor, especially if at the same time he's showing that he cares about war victims. Wow. Well, now you've hit the jackpot there. Guys, everybody, every guy I know laughs at Newsom when he does that stuff because it's so transparent. It's so fake. But it must work. They must do polling on it, focus groups, I don't know what.
1: He also got himself involved in Florida politics. Newsom is asking the Walt Disney Company to reconsider its plans to relocate 2,000 jobs from Southern California to that new campus in Florida. We reported on this story last year when it was news. And remember, there was some tense moments between Disney and Newsom because they wanted to reopen the park. And again, because we we're, we we're locked down everything, we had this stupid state of emergency. Uh, apparently, there's a bill in Florida, the Parental Rights and Education Bill. Uh, apparently, the left is calling it the Don't Say Gay Bill. It limits right. instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity in schools. I, I actually uh, read this bill.
2: Um, there is The word gay is, is not in the bill. Uh, don't Say Gay was created by... Activists. Yes, I, I read that, and and it's been that. amplified media by, by, by all the woke heads yes. in
1: the media, right? And um, at least this Time story says it, it's, it's called that by the community. It, it's called that,
2: but right, but but it it's got nothing to do with the bill. There's no, no reference to uh, gay people, lesbians, homosexuality, none of that. It all it says, and I'm going to find the exact paragraph because I'm sick of hearing about this. And th- there's plenty of people who believe it, and they're getting angry about it. And
1: uh, yeah, there are sometimes people can get churned up through social media based on third party here, hearsay. Here we stuff go. Stuff that people hear and repeat, and it just becomes the mantra for protest. Okay, this is section three.
2: I'm gonna re- I'm gonna read you uh, or paragraph number three. Classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur in kindergarten through gay, grade three or in a manner that is not age-appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students in accordance with state standards. That I is the, that, would, that would include heterosexual sexual orientation. In, in other words, there's no sex education of any kind for anyone age eight and under. Which I think uh, most people would agree that sex education for age eight and under is is not appropriate. I I certainly do. I don't think they ought to be talking about sex in any manner, including gender identity, sexual orientation, or anything to do with
1: sexual relations. Period. Straight, gay, anything. Yeah, I can't figure out from that is whether or not you're talking about actual sex or you're just talking about people who are gay? Well, I don't think anybody 8 and under ought to hear
2: anything about, about sex. I had three 8-year-olds. I knew hundreds of them. I was one. Let them have their innocence. Let them have their childhood. Wait until they grow older and they can learn about how the world works. That's all it says. And anybody who says otherwise is lying. The news media has been lying. There's no line in there that says don't say gay. The line is no sexual orientation or gender identity, period. No teaching on it. Grade three and under.
1: Well, Newsom's tried to capitalize on that. Sexual orientation includes straight people. Because Disney apparently has a lot of LGBTQ well, employees.
2: I'm, yes, I know, and everybody's an activist, and everybody's woke, but they're wrong. There's nothing in there that affects them, and it, do, uh, it doesn't affect a single gay person in Florida. All right, and 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 no, nobody nobody is talking. No parent is talking to their children about sex at the age of what five? Because it starts in kindergarten, the law. Five, six, seven, eight. That's kindergarten, grade one, two, three. Show me the parent who's talking about sexuality in any way to their five to eight-year-old. Come on. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken Show, KFI. John and Ken Show, John Cobalt and Ken Champo, KFI,
1: and it's live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. All right, we'll get an update in San Francisco about the recall effort against that woke DA, Chesa Vodian. Uh, apparently good news from a brand-new poll. Later on, there's pretty good news from the recall effort against L.A. County District Attorney George Gascon. We'll be talking to former L.A. County D.A. Steve Cooley. Ah, uh, they're on the run. Five o'clock. Yeah. The woke are on the run. The tide is turning. Apparently a uh, major social justice activist in Boston and her husband oh,
2: this is so good.
1: have been... Uh, well, they they formed a nonprofit and they're being accused of scamming at least 150,000 185,000 from donors who actually included Black Lives Matter chapter. Yeah. How about that? So that's you know that's often what these organizations do. They get donations and then they distribute it in money to other nonprofits to carry out supposed community work.
2: Uh, her name is Monica Cannon Grant and her Boy, her husband is Clark Grant and they had this organization called violence in Boston and they used it as their own personal piggy bank. According to the New York post to pay for rent shopping sprees, delivery meals, nail salon visits, and a summer vacation trip to Maryland. It's a nonprofit they established in 2017. She had started making headlines in Boston and, um,
1: She was actually named Best Social Justice Advocate by Boston Magazine and one of Boston Globe's Bostonians of the Year. Yes. Uh, Listen to this, okay? So the Globe
2: said Bostonian of the Year, Boston Magazine, Best Social Justice Advocate. Boston Celtics announced she's a hero among us. The Boston City Council offered her a public congratulations. The Roxbury Unity Community considered her a leader of tomorrow. Everybody started slobbering
1: all over her. The uh, BLM chapter made a $3,000 donation through PayPal to support their group, which is called Violence in Boston. It was a program to feed needy children back in August of 2017. The claim is the money was secretly transferred two days later to a bank account belonging to one of Cannon Grant's family members. Also in June of 2019, Cannon Grant took part in a ceremony ceremony At the DA's office, where her nonprofit was awarded $6,000 in forfeited assets to take 10 at-risk young men from Boston's crime-ridden Roxbury neighborhood to a violence prevention retreat in Philadelphia. But instead of using the money that way, she and her husband, they apparently blew it on their trip to Columbia, Maryland. Spent $1,200 at a Sonesta Suites hotel.
2: Hundreds more for a rental car, gas, parking, and meals went out to the Bubba Shrimp, uh, Bubba Gump Shrimp Company, Shake Shack, and other restaurants in Jersey, Connecticut, and
1: Maryland. Uh, apparently at the time this happened, uh collectively they had about $22 in their personal checking accounts. So they needed yeah. the money for their trip. They they were broke. They were completely broke, and they started a scam nonprofit.
2: And all the uh after the George Floyd killing. Everybody went into overdrive. Yeah, it says it
1: accelerated they, in
2: 2020. People were handing money hand over fist and $50,000 a month they were getting. Yeah, and they were taking out cash out of the ATMs. The money was pouring in from all these guilty white liberal women. Howie Carr is writing about this in the Boston Herald. It's it's white guilt-ridden suburban women, and they started p- pouring money into this organization. So she Star also used her notoriety. She got $27,000 in consulting fees for assisting an unidentified media company. And I would love to get the name of this media company. They paid her $27,000 for diversity, equity, and inclusion training.
1: They also also scammed COVID relief money. $100,000.
2: Yeah. Nonprofits are bad news. These social justice advocates, they need to be investigated. It's like uh, the women who are running Black Lives Matter here in the L.A. area, right? And suddenly they're buying mansions in Topanga. They're buying a mansion up in Toronto, okay? these Many of these organizations are scams. They're rackets. They prey upon people's guilt. The homeless, nonprofits are rackets. Because you feel guilty that the homeless are suffering. Some of these social advocacy groups are rackets. Because you feel guilty about the way race is handled in America. Don't give your money to these organizations. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken show. Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM 640.